Welcome to Brothers Red, the unique LFC fan podcast brought to you by Five Brothers. Tonight, I'm joined by Matt, Pad and Andy. Fran may join us to celebrate, let's use that word frankly, Liverpool's victory over Manchester United at Anfield on Sunday. It was, on any view, a historic victory, seven goals to nil. It's a result and a performance that's going to live long in the memory. Um, and we need to really savour the performance. But I'm also very interested in what this match, this performance means for the, the rest of the season and, and maybe looking ahead to next season. Obviously, we had those braces from the new front three, as we may call them, Gakpo, Nunes and Salah. And we'll also look ahead to the Bournemouth match on Saturday because that, of course, like every Liverpool game, is is a key one. Uh, Paddy, you were at Anfield on Sunday. Uh, what was the atmosphere like? Yeah, it was really good. Um, the second half in particular just got really, really giddy. Um, I've just never seen so many faces uh, smiling as they left the ground. I think one of the stewards even said to us, like, everyone's just really happy and smiling. Um, it's just, it's just, there was just a real buzz and, and sheer happiness. A bit of like, I think people were a bit shocked. Um, and yeah, I, I, it was definitely the best game I've ever been to. Great atmosphere. Turned into a party at the end. I felt like if there was another couple of minutes extra, we would have got eight, nine, ten, maybe. Um, you could sense that the players were just. They lost, they lost their heads. They, they got the bit between the teeth and they just wanted more goals. Um, so there was just... Um, they, and they would, and it was the same with the crowd. They were chanting for more goals and um, everyone just fed off the energy and United looked lifeless. Um, so, yeah, unbelievable game to go up there with one of the greatest wins in the field's history, I think. We've had quite a hard time this year, Matt, haven't we, really, in terms of performances? I mean, there's been occasions when we've come on the pod and we've been a bit downcast about the way we've played. I mean, we're obviously expecting to be challenging this season. But that result, that performance, it wasn't just something uh, to enjoy this season. Um, it, it's something that's going to be talked about for many, many years to come. I mean, you you can well imagine us as old men, you know, telling, you know, God willing, our grandchildren about that performance. I mean, how do you, how do you rate it? I mean, how, how do you view the, the, the match and the result in, in context, I suppose, a historical context? I mean, the result is, you know, the result is truly amazing. It really is. I mean, I was thinking, what's the best game I've ever been to at Anfield or, or the greatest result? And it's got to be that, really. It really has to, you know, to beat United 7-0, it's just completely unprecedented, absolutely unbelievable. I was trying to compare it to, like, I was trying to think maybe, obviously, the Barcelona game, which is in the Champions League, but that was that, that was at home as well. We beat them 4-0. That, that was a truly amazing, amazing result. But I think in the Premier League, I think it's our greatest ever result. It really is. And that's how unbelievable it is and I think it, with that the players are going to take so much confidence from that the fans are going to be are going to enjoy now the rest of the season so the atmosphere at Anfield is going to be even better 
And I think that is the type of result that will turbocharge us. And we we will will have a gr- I think we'll have a great assault on on that top four spot. And I think we'll get it now on the basis of that that result. And I'm I'm not getting carried away because we have seen signs that things are starting to improve again. The, the midfield is starting to become more functional. We've seen that in, in the Wolves game. And um, particularly Fab is Fab's been resurrected as well. So, so all these, I know we're going to go into them a bit more, but all these are very, very promising signs. And, and you know, particularly, you know, it's unlikely that we're going to get through in the Champions League, although, although now we're going to give it a good, a good go. So on the basis of that, say we don't make it through to the Champions League, it means that we can just focus on the league as well, and then we've got Diaz coming back. So I think it, I think it could be a, a, a great, a great end to the season for us, really. And um, yeah, it's, still now it's like Paddy said when we were in the ground, it was it was just complete shock, <laughs> and we were kind of thinking, yeah, we could get eight here and nine. It was it was that sort of sort of game that pretty much every shot was going in, wasn't it? You know, we had we had eleven shots, didn't we, I think? And seven goals. So it was it was just it was just you know, it was yeah, it was just completely, completely amazing results, really. Going into the game, Andy, I think most people, as included, felt as though it was going to be a really tight one. Uh maybe it, it could have come down to two one, uh one goal victory of some sort because United were in good form. I mean, United have been spoken about in very positive terms this season. There was talk a few weeks ago about them being in for the quadruple even because of course now they've won the league cup and they're still in, uh, in Europe. Um, And Klopp said, didn't he, after the game that it was a bit of a freakish result. But to lose by seven to a Premier League team is embarrassing. I mean, it's happened before. I mean, Liverpool have, have, have romped home under Klopp on, you know, a dozen occasions or so domestically and in Europe. But, but it's the fact it's Man United. Um, I, I don't quite know how to explain the fact that they've managed to surrender to such an extent. And that's the thing about the game, isn't it? Is that you you, you could maybe understand a five, but to, it's the seven, isn't it, almost? that I mean, because, of course, we did. We put four and five past them last season. Yeah, I think the performance or the result was a bit of a blend between United, United playing so poorly in that second half. I mean, it did seem, as Matt said, on every opportunity Liverpool were going forward, it seemed like we were going to get a goal. So I think it's a blend of United being really poor in the second half. Also, Liverpool seems to be back to the best. We've seen, looking back over two or three seasons, we've seen Liverpool blow teams away. And that's exactly what we saw on against United, which was so nice to see because of some, some of the performances we've seen this year. But just coming back to the start of the game, I think the players, the Liverpool players, were perhaps a bit angry about the way that, that the narrative in the press about this game. It was almost like United were going to be favourites. And it seemed like everyone was forgetting that this was a Liverpool team that the last four or five seasons have been one of the best Premier League teams of all time. And I think there was some um, an interview with 
Pendle saying that they were players were jealous about United lifting the, the cup. I just feel, felt like in that second half there was that anger to to demonstrate to show world football that Liverpool have not lost it, and I think that's what happened. We unleashed hell on that United team in the second half. It, just, it was just relentless. The times we've seen it against you know, Roma, Champions League, even against City at times, just that desire to, to keep going. And that's what I think Keane said in the uh, during the at the end of the game, he said he was he was he was impressed by Liverpool's hunger to keep going, to keep going. That feeds into the point, James, but it just seemed that Liverpool wanted to prove a point. And what a point they proved. Well, Fran, thanks very much for, for joining us. Um, for me, Fran, coming to you, the, the 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 core component for me behind that victory was our intensity. It it was the the fact that although the quality wasn't always perfect, although we were absolutely ruthless in our finishing, it was the fact that from the start of the game to the end of the game, we were on it. Um, we were aggressive. And we actually also showed, didn't we, that even though we struggled this season, and I don't think we'd forgotten it here, we've still got bags and bags of quality. 100%. And, and actually, if there's ever a game for Liverpool to get up for it at Anfield, it's against United, isn't it? It's uh, arguably the biggest game in, in Britain, biggest game in the Premiership. It's watched worldwide. It's a great opportunity for Liverpool to show, well, actually, after United winning a cup competition the week before, that we're still not a bad team, you know, and on our day, we've got that performance in us. And as you rightly said, it, it was great to see everyone really up for the game, um, getting stuck in. It's, you know, we're talking about the very basics here, aren't we, sometimes, that which maybe we've not had at the stages during this season where we're actually just closing people down. We just want it more. It was like seeing the Liverpool of old, wasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I, I, I said to uh, I was watching the game early on with Paddy. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm a mystic or anything, but like Fabino won the ball really high up, almost just outside the box. And I, was, I said to him, didn't I, Paddy? I said, we're going to win this game. Because what normally happens is, is that what normally happens is that when Fabino is winning the ball high up and the midfield are winning the ball high up, we normally win the game. Well, it was like the, the team of old, wasn't it? You know, the I completely not turned up this season. Um, you know, he was he was a lot more involved. He was in those crucial positions where he does that job where he just distributes the ball but just blocks and, and takes everything out within a certain area. Yeah. And I felt like he was back to I don't think he had a perfect game, but I felt there was times in the game where the likes of Robert uh, Robertson looked, you know, really up for it. Um we had, you know, Trent. Started off with a few, um, well, he was giving the ball away a little bit earlier first half for me, but I don't think you can criticize really too many performances because it was Liverpool of old and it was a, a really, really good performance. The thing is, though, Pad, I mean, if, if we're being fair minded about it, it, it could have been 1 0 to United at half time. I mean, it, it certainly could have been um, nil nil. Uh, but I thought, in fairness, we played 
with the right mentality in the first half. The intensity, though, the, the quality um, wasn't quite there offensively until, you know, Robbo and Gakpo team up uh, for that first goal, which was just um, a brilliant goal and a brilliant moment. Yeah, I think the game had three stages. Um, there's the first half. There's a there's a there's a short spell where we go to three 0 and then there's the the last part after three 0 um, Up until half time, it was quite a maybe fifty fifty game. I think Liverpool's had dominated the first twenty five minutes. As Matt said, there was lots of good. Take from it. Um, really liked the way that Harvey was coming out wide and pulling Casemiro from the centre, give Gakpo plenty of space in there to kind of turn and spin. And Gakpo is such a good outlet because with Casemiro out, out wide, um, he was up against Martinez or Fred in the midfield and having that as an out ball, even you know, his, his, his height, his speed, his quality. Is such a good option in, in that area. And then as Matt said, um, Fabino was playing well and winning the ball. Um, and then the full-back seemed to be on it and aggressive. It makes a big difference having Van Dijk and Canati. And so there was lots of comments in that first 25 minutes. We just didn't really create any real good chances. We got into some good areas. And like Fran said, a couple of wasted balls or half shots, Robbo, Elliot, stuff like that, didn't quite come together. And then Liverpool kind of had this trademark of when they've started fast, after about 30 minutes, they drop energy a little bit and the other team comes into it. We usually are most vulnerable during that 10-minute period. And we can see there's quite a couple of chances from United and they weren't complex chances. They were quite fairly basic. It was, it was I, I thought it was poor defending at times a little bit. We looked a bit open. Um, and kind of lost that kind of um, intensity just for 10 minutes and that kind of togetherness um, in the midfield. And then, so United had a couple of, of good chances. Um, and then, um, obviously, the piece of quality by Robbo and Gakpo um, were brilliant. I think just coming back to that Gakpo's positioning before Robbo, I think they covered it. I was at matches of the day, they covered it. The Gakpo basically makes a run out wide and drags Fred away from the centre midfield. And Fred probably shouldn't have went with him, but it was just showing how those um, those forwards, Gakpo, Elliot, even Nunes and Gakpo interchanging, were pulling United's mid, mid, midfield apart, leaving spaces for others. And that kind of creates the space for Robbo to, to run into. And then Fred's in no man's land and there's a beautiful ball in behind him and then it gets the Gakpo and... It was like an Henri finish, wasn't it? It was. Um, we've seen all the tidy, neat play from him, but we haven't quite yet seen that kind of finishing capability, which 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 is one of the like the attractive qualities that we that we brought him in for. Because I mean, for PSB, had how many goals he had about the season? Up fifteen, had a good scoring record last season. So if you can add another forward in scoring goals with all his other qualities, for the first time he really really looks like a. Um, a good signing. I think it's been slightly overplayed, uh, Andy, in some quarters. United's first half performance, you know, a sort of selective um, focus maybe on how well they did because they had some chances, 
But you've got to remember, this is the biggest game of the of the season for both sides. Both sides have got undoubted quality. It would be unusual, wouldn't it, if United, for example, didn't have a few openings. And the thing is, in those sorts of games, is that what you have to do is make sure that you're mentally on it and you are working really hard for your opportunities and you're set up right and everything structurally um, okay. And then the other focus is to score the first goal. And so that's what we did. That's what we're supposed to do. We scored the first goal. They didn't score the first goal. And that then, you know, teases up for the, for the second half. But in those sorts of games, I suppose in any Premier League game, particularly when you're Liverpool and you've got the counter-attacking threat, if you can score first, that is probably the most important part of the game. So that's what we did. So you've got to give us credit for that first half, us being 1-0 up, haven't you? I think so, yeah. I think the United you know, United United's performance in that first half was a bit overplayed again. I think watching it on TV by Neville, I think the reason why is because when United go to Anfield historically, there's always that mention of the, the first 20, 30 minutes, keep it tight, don't give away, give, give away too many big chances. I think because United were able to do that and for the large part of the first half, Liverpool didn't look too dangerous. I think the narrative very much was that, oh, United have stemmed the tide here. They're doing, you know, doing really well. They can nick a goal in the second half. It's going to be the complete away performance. And of course, they were on the back of a really good string of performances. So it looked like in the first half that United were keeping Liverpool contained and also at, um, being able to attack on the, the counter-attack. Of course, the, the, the whole game changed when Liverpool get that goal just before half-time. We've not touched on it too much yet, but what an incredible time to score just before the half, um, before half-time and then to score after... I think you know really did knock that confidence, that game plan that United had to keep it tight and try and nick something in in the second half. So I agree, James. I think United overall better in the of course in the first half, but a complete collapse in the second half, which was so surprising and shocking, as Matt said. Andy, well, sometimes it's about moments as well, isn't it? Because Casemiro's has the ball in the back of the net like a minute before, and and, and as you rightly said, to score just before half time was. You know, it was massive, wasn't it, really? I think we just had a a, a spell um, where we just, maybe United were, were thinking that they were just sort of bedding their way into the game and, and just before half-time and then they, they were hit with a, you know, with a, with a goal, weren't they? So it was, I think you've got it. I think any team that comes to Anfield is, is going to be working on the basis to try and keep it tight early on. And I think, as Neville said, and, and as you said as well, that, that was definitely the case. And I think they just had this sort of confidence in the um, going into the game, thinking that that we can get a result against Liverpool here, they're beatable, um, and we proved them wrong. Well, it's been a habitual thing this year as well, that we've been conceding the first goal as well. So you could see us scoring that goal before half-time, and when, when me and Paddy, Paddy were there, in between, we were just, it was just everybody was obviously really, really happy and and, and, and relieved that we went in 1 1 0 at half time and, and definitely looking more forward to the second half. Um, so it is, it's such a such a great time to score, isn't it? Like right, right before, before half time. And, and as Andy said, 
afterwards as well, straight after as well. It just makes a difference, Matt, not being two or three nil down. So many games you've had recently where you think, oh, there's a uphill battle here and you've got to think, oh, Liverpool have got to score you know, multiple goals to even get it back in the game. But just having that of a comfort blanket of being one nil up, thinking, look, we're giving yeah. them really good. That I'm seeing that, I think, move through the confidence in the team. That one nil up at half-time, look, we've got something to hold on to here. Let's kick on. That's what we saw. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but it, it, one of the things, Fran, just before we talk about the second half, is that we didn't create lots of chances. And kind of just before that goal, I was almost thinking, well, we need to get Nunes off because he's one of our, or has been one of our big attacking pluses. And he just didn't look himself, did he? I mean, I don't sort of mean that as a as a sort of criticism of his output as such. He just He just seemed oddly lethargic and... Almost, I thought he was maybe carrying a knock or something. It was just very odd for him. Well, we were watching the game together um, and, you know, we could see something wasn't quite right with Nunes and it almost felt like he was injured. And and let's be honest, you know, we were kind of thinking, before we got the goal, I was thinking, let's take him off for half time. Let's, let's, let's get the, the pressing machine on and get Jota on in the second half because... As you rightly said, he just looked he looked so lethargic. He looked like he wasn't really chasing anything down. He didn't look sharp. He picked the ball up a couple of times deep and then lost it. Or his distribution wasn't quite there. He just did it looked like the if he wasn't injured at the occasion got to him, you know, in a big game, he could feel the, the tension and the pressure of the stadium. And and, it, and yeah, he just didn't it wasn't Nunes, was it, in that first half? But obviously that was papered over by the fact that we, we, we scored just before half-time. We're thinking, well, actually, well, this is my thought anyway. I was thinking, right, well, let's not change anything yet anyway. Let's come out in the second half. And Andy rightly said we got a goal early on in the in the second half. Um, and I think, that, you know, that was a difference as well without going into the whole seven goals because I know he's going to go on to talking about that. Like, there's been times this season where Liverpool just not quite got the look. We've had some really poor performances, but it just felt like a couple of the, the first two goals, first three goals, we just got a little bit, even though there was quality in class with, with the finishes, we just got a little bit of luck at times as well to pick up the ball or for the ball to go in the back of the net. And that wasn't happening. And um, that was the only thing that I, I disagreed with Paddy as well saying that the game was um, three stages. I thought it was seven stages. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I mean, Matt, Matt, turning to that second half, um, I, I watched that second half again. Uh, it's an enjoyable 45 minutes uh, as we let Fran go. Um, the, the, the only thing I can sort of put it down to, uh, it's probably goals two and three, is it's a bit of a blitz, isn't it? Liverpool are playing at Anfield. The crowd is up. Everyone's on it. And they just blitz United. And that was really a kind of echo of seasons gone by of the the front three as it, as it was in years gone by. You know, when we used to always say they have this ability of scoring two or three goals in quick succession. I mean, we just killed United with those two goals. And was it the Everton game or the Newcastle game where we had two breakaway goals? I can't remember which it was now. Um, but we've seen on a couple of occasions 
that Liverpool have, have, have sort of found the abilities again to suddenly score from a from the a, an opponent's corner, um, and that to me was just you know it was basically how this clock team is supposed to operate. They can yeah. just suddenly take the game away from you. Yeah, it was just a complete blitz, wasn't it? Absolutely. And we look we look so good on the on the counter-attack with, with with those three. And it seems like them three now are developing into the new front three almost, you know. It's kind of like they're evolving. And and there had to be a little bit of a bedding period for both uh, Gapo and Nunes and, and and they're not finished articles, but the fact that actually now that they can almost the we're starting to see signs that they're starting to mimic. The original front three, Gapo is taking up a little bit of an um, Firmino type role, but seems to be a bit more more robust with his running. Um, Nunes has played on that 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 left left hand side and can and, and can do some damage on that. And obviously Mo's Mo as well. And and when Mo's playing like that, he's completely unstoppable. Um, you know his goals and his and his, and his assists, even just his even just his strength. You just can't knock him off the ball. It's that. That, cl- that classic great great players you just doesn't matter how big they are or how strong they, you just can't knock them off the ball because they're so so well balanced and you know when when, when Mo's doing that and um, making you know making them runs you know that he, that he's onto it and it is it's it's not only is it the counter attack but it's the way as I said the way we're we're, we're pressing and, and harrying and and trying to win the ball and yeah we did get a bit of luck on the, on the few. On a on a few of the goals, but but still, it, we were kind of making that ourselves. Uh, I think after the third goal, United were completely gone, weren't they? In a, in a way, and uh, it was interesting to see what kind of it was interesting in a way to see what Neville and Keane were saying about the Anfield and how it can how, how it can swallow you up, and that's that's something from 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 experience. But they they got completely swallowed up in the after that third goal went in, and. Um, it was just, yeah. It was just that that second half was just each goal was just like popping open a bottle of champagne. It was just like champagne, champagne, champagne. It was it was that type of, it it, it was just that 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 type of dynamic because United was just completely gone. They were they were of no real threat, and it was just it was just complete. It was just complete, complete joy, complete, complete enjoyment. Just just knocking the ball. <clears throat> excuse me, knocking the ball around. Um, just, just, just like Sean, Sean Dyche, sir, Matt. Naturally. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Croaky voice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, the second half was just a complete champagne blitz, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. I mean, Pad, do you see this being the front three now, going forward as almost like Klopp's go-to front three? Or do you see with the quality of Diaz and Jota that maybe, provided they're all fit, it's going to be a bit of variation? I think variation. I think that was one of the elements they were trying to bring in this kind of unpredictable, this predictability, unpredictability. Guy, yeah. um, Smith is up there. Um, yeah, they're trying to bring that in, and I think Diaz um, played the Mane role so well. Um, he's going to need a bit of time to get back into form and and stuff like that. So, um, but what we he made such a big impact on us last season. Um, Really think he, you know, you'd think he was first choice up until Gakpo's performance um, at the weekend. We really showed his kind of 
versatility. Um, I think them all scoring goals in recent weeks. They've all on a bit of like a running. I don't know what the stats are, but it's something like four and five. Most most of them are. So that's it's really good for all your strikers to be scoring, and if they keep scoring like that. Then that's that that picks itself. Um, yeah. Jota is Jota's quite streaky himself, so. I mean, he I could see you could see him. He's a really good option from the bench, but you could see him come into the team and start bagging a you know a brace or so, and then enforcing his way into the team. So, I think they just really want to have those options, having those five strikers fit and being able to to tweak it in in, in different ways and 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 give someone a rest or something. There's um all looking like really good options now. I can really see what what Gakpo is what the, what the thinking is, but we're with him, I'm a bit, I'm a bit shocked, Andy. It got Gakpo because I didn't know too much about him beforehand. But I mean, essentially, he scored two world class goals, and the, you know, the second one was very, you know, sort of uh, Coutinho esque, wasn't it? Um, you know, it's 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 going to be a real selection headache for Klopp to decide, you know, who he's going to start with. Um, you know, we'll we'll get a preview, I suppose, when Diaz comes back. Uh, I mean, they'll have six of them because Firmino's not going till the summer now. But it's kind of a bit mouthwatering now, isn't it? To think uh, those sorts of options, if we can sort out other areas of the pitch. It's nice that with Gakpo and Nunes, they seem to me to offer some, something different. They're both big players. They've got that aerial presence they're both quick as well but we're used to our front three being quite small combative and dynamic so having that ability to utilize the height will be a good i think good additional strand to the the way the team performs i think it's you know exciting thinking now with diaz coming back in that you do feel that liverpool are in good shape don't you and what was what i liked about gakpo when he came in he didn't he wasn't trying to do things to you know make difficult passes he was very tidy very measured and then what we've seen in the last couple of games is him opening up his wings a bit he's been a bit more adventurous he's you know taken a taking the ball to one side and having a having a dig so that ability as paddy said or maybe matt said that ability to have that star quality that's what we've been missing this year someone to really take the game by the scruff of the net with that quality and that second goal as you say you know we've seen Salah do that haven't we? we've seen you know, Suarez in the past in taking the ball what looked like a an angle where you couldn't get you couldn't score he then lifts it in a delicate and composed composed way so yeah it's looking really nice the dynamics between that new front front three and and just to finish on that point you made Andy Nunez doesn't play his usual sort of swashbuckling sort of game, but he gets two headers because he's in the number nine position and he's um, he's there to score the goals. So that is something that's very promising indeed. I mean, Matt, were you surprised at um, United's reaction to going 3-0 down? I mean, there's then that reaction and then there's the reaction to, to going 5-0 down. <laughs> Yeah, it's surprising when any any Premier League team does that. To be perfectly honest, um, yeah, they just completely they completely uh, capitulated, didn't they? 
Um, so it was surprising, but to, to be honest, when I was watching the game, I wasn't obviously thinking about that. I was just thinking about more goals. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I wasn't, I wasn't really uh, thinking about United's capitulation, really. Um, but it was enjoyable to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, I think but, if you could, you could smell blood, couldn't you? I think that's, I think the crowd and the players thought that, and that's where they were chasing the ball around, and the, the crowd was shouting for more because you could smell something wasn't right with United. They just completely collapsed. Yeah. Um, all the top players, the kind of the two players who have come in who are supposed to be leaders, Martinez and Casemiro, got subbed. And then you've got Fernandez, who's the captain, throwing his arms around, pushing linesmen, just getting absolutely skinned by uh, Bichetic twice, I think, in the same move. Just they were just they just weren't themselves. We we kind of we got a couple of goals ahead and then smelt blood and and just ripped them apart. There was there was no no mercy. There was kind of kind of that kind of you know, when you can see a boxer's legs have gone and there's 10 seconds where it's like, right, okay, knock him out while he's hurt. That's what we did to United and we picked them back up and then knocked them out again and picked them back up and knocked them out again. It was just, it was it was savage, really. And do you think that was partly because of the scars of last season's drubbings? It could have been, but I mean, United, like you said, like the pundits were saying, have conceded um, six against City. I think they, was it? Brighton or saw Brentford or someone they got they conceded four, and then on the other on the other side this year Liverpool have scored seven against Rangers. They scored nine against Bournemouth. They've had a really frustrating season, and they kind of just let unleash that kind of anger and that kind of um, disappointment and all this. But they wanted to put it right, and this was the perfect opportunity to kind of give the fans back. You know, give 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 them something back. You know, let them enjoy the day. Um, and by taking out the the biggest biggest opponents who everyone had lauded up as the next best thing and ahead of this Liverpool team, and in reality, all they've done is the third in the league, and they've um they've won a league cup against not playing anyone significant. So, um, really overhyped, and I think it really lifted the mood and a kind that kind of release of the kind of gloom of this season was kind of released on them, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about United. And I only talk about the performance of the United team because it's, as, as I say, it's a an historic victory. But you've got players like Fernandez, who's the captain of the team, effect, effectively giving up. Um, you know, he should have been... Um, sent off or at least booked. I mean, I don't know if he was booked. <laughs> um, you know, you've got someone like Martinez who really struggles, as you said, same with Casemiro. But Rashford is probably, you know, our favourite uh, Man United player if such a thing exists because of, you know, the things he does off the field and, you know, the way he conducts himself. You know, and, and he was one of the players who, you know, I was really fearful of before the game because of the way he's been playing. He... Um, really noticeably sort of jogs over towards Henderson before he crosses the ball uh, for our fifth goal for the Nunes header. Um, and it's really shocking when you when your attention's drawn to it. I mean, it's just an example. It's wrong to, to single him out. But when, you when your attention is drawn to it and you watch it again, Henderson has, you know, such a, a long period of time just to be able to 
to clip that ball into into the box. I think he's just outside the box onto Nunez's head. So it obviously it obviously shows that things are not well fundamentally with them when when you can um, effectively cave in or give up in the way they do. But it also, as I said earlier, is a reminder of the power of this team. This 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 Klopp Liverpool is not finished. I mean, as as we know, this is this is Klopp two. This is the start. Um, the problems that we've had this season have been well documented. But I, I thought Matt that there were some positives in the midfield because, you know, Fabinho he played well um, in in midweek against Wolves. Uh, played really well on the weekend. You know, he's he's you know come back from the dead um, and looks. I mean, there's even been talk possibly about whether he's finished as a Liverpool player. And might and might go in the summer, for example. Um, he looks like he's back again. Uh, the other thing was Harvey Elliott. You know, we we noted Andy, didn't we, at the match um, against Wolves that Harvey came in. It was a bit of a surprise, and but he actually showed that we provided some evidence that he can play in a midfield three that's still functional. Um, which, of course, was evidence, I suppose, when he started that was at the beginning of last season. Um, it might be the season before now, I can't remember, but Klopp likes to use him. Um, but if Fabinho, Matt, if Fabinho is back, I mean, that's a, that's a big plus, isn't it? If he's, you know, he's, he should still have good years ahead of him. Yeah, he played really well against Wolves. And and, and as I said earlier, he looked, he looked really, really good. And when, when Fabinho's winning the ball up high and he's in them areas, we, we normally do really, really well. Um, and, we, and we've got possession. He the most most interceptions from a Liverpool player, which is which is not surprising. So so that was really really impressive. So I don't think uh, Fabinho is finished at all. Actually, I mean it's difficult to explain um, how how he's kind of gone through a dip in form like that. But um, but but he's shown real real signs that he's um, that he's that he's back. The thing is, as well, is we got to analyze. He's he's not he's not that old for a midfield player as well. So perhaps any any um, statements that he that he that he was finished were, were probably premature. To be perfectly honest, um, but obviously that's only two games, and he needs to continue to 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 play well. I thought I, I thought Henderson played his role well. He, his role was just to keep possession. Um, Short short passes. He obviously did did an assist for one of the goals as well. So I thought I thought Henderson was 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 looking good as well as his dynamic harrying type type player. And, and and Elliot was the same as well because we've always had that we've always had that problem with with Elliot in the sense that we didn't know whether he, he was suited to the front three or to the midfield three. We were kind of thinking somewhere in between, and that obviously doesn't quite fit into the to the way Klopp. Got plays, but obviously Elliot as well was. I thought his pressing was really good. I thought his har- harrying was really good, and and he got an assist as well. So it was it was it was all good. And then he got uh, Besetic come on, and he was skinning Fernandez, looking very comfortable. Did did really well. So I think what it goes to show is it goes to show that it's a massive um, massive to do with mentality, isn't it? And to do with confidence, and sometimes you underestimate that, but it's but it's obviously really, really, really important, and it just shows now that the the team should get so much confidence from that 
um, and, and so much belief that um, I think the other top four contenders are going to be really, really worried. <laughs> yeah. Well, we look like we're in pole position now. Yeah, we do. And, uh, you know, Newcastle, you can see Newcastle dropping points, can't you? You can see Spurs um, struggling a little, a little bit as well. Um I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're in some sort of transition. I don't know. So I can really see us kicking on, really, and um, making making that fourth spot, really, just because of the manner of the win and how players are coming back into form now. You've even seen well, Robbo five clean you? sheets as well, Matt, isn't it? Five clean sheets, but you know, you know, you seen Robbo and he was bombing forward and yeah, and it was like the normal Robbo, wasn't it? Really? And it, well, I, I mean, I've questioned Robbo this season. Um, but he was terrific, wasn't he? Just yeah, Robbo at his best, just kind of tigerish, but also lots of quality. A lot of passes between the fullbacks as well, which is always a good sign. And um, yeah, oh, it's um, there were so many. Yeah, sorry, you were saying. I was just say there were so many standout performers. Yeah. To be honest, I think we defend much better with Canate at centre back with Van Dijk as well. I know it's 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 obvious, but Canate is a real proper defender, you know, and I think that really supplements Virgil as well, you know, and have, having that solidity there is, you know, is is I think really really important. So so now we just with that result, though, we've got a great basis of just of just kicking on really, and uh, you know we've got a beat Bournemouth, haven't we, you know? Yeah, it's Bournemouth, what, is it 12.30 kickoff on Saturday? They're bottom of the table. You can imagine that they're not going to be looking forward playing to us, but it's another test because it's it's one thing to go and do that to United, but we've then got to turn up with the right mentality. Early yeah. Saturday games are never easy. Yeah, They're fighting for their lives. If we go there and, and turn up with a with a stinky mentality, thinking that we're going to steamroll them, we could easily run into difficulties. Yeah, I don't think we will now, James. I think I think that mentality and confidence now is 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 establishing itself nicely. You know, it does. It's it's that that sort of win is 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 so infectious, um, and can just have a massive effect on on your confidence. It's almost like you know you're bouncing around again, you know. Uh, but also, but also, I think this Liverpool team has always um, has always kind of been humble, but also kind of not, you know, traditionally over the past four or five years, and not taking things for granted as well, and still playing the normal pressing game and harrying and, and running. Aside from the aside from the blips we've had, you know, we've had two blips maybe, haven't we? But. I mean, and I've said we're an emotional team, and um, any team feeds on confidence. But um, they 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 clearly haven't been happy. But they've just turned the corner a bit. The Palace draw, you know, nil nil at Selhurst Park wasn't a disaster, but that was that was disappointing. But we didn't lose and we didn't concede. And then we go into the Wolves game, which was quite a tricky one to negotiate. Nil nil at half time, and we just get the job done. So the signs are are really positive now for the the rest of the season. I mean, I, I can't see us turning around 
uh, a three-goal deficit get away to Madrid, but at least we can go there with um, the knowledge that we've got key players back and confidence is is high. Yeah, I think so, and we can we can still go to Madrid and win. You know, I'm not saying we're going to win three or four nil, but what I'm saying is we can get some pride back. Yeah. And, just add to that, add to that confidence, or, or at least not get beat as well. And uh, you just never know with Liverpool, though, do you? You know, if, if you get if you get a goal or two, which is possible, then you just never know. You know, three nil, we we can certainly win with with that team. You can certainly score three goals, three or four goals. You know, uh, it's just it's just how good Madrid, Madrid are, really, isn't it? And it's how clinical they are but I think um I think it's possible you know that we could we could definitely get a positive result in Madrid and just and just build a build on the confidence. Yeah it's gonna be an enjoyable end to the season. Mo Salah who's I've always said is our best player um you know he makes himself with those two goals our top Premier League goal scorer taking past uh, Robbie Fowler who was on 128 Mo's on 129 Premier League goals now. I mean, um, as we said briefly, he's an unbelievable player, but he's the type of player who, for the rest of the season, can really drive us on. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, Liverpool have beaten Man United 7-0. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, and obviously it was fitting for Bobby as well, wasn't it? You know, he's been a great servant and to, and to come on and score that goal as well. Was 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 so nice because he's been he's been he's been a great player for us, hasn't he? You know, he's a he's a Liverpool great like Salah, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. such a unique talent. But as we said, uh, we're just just finishing off there. But I'll just come back into it. Gakpo looks a very exciting player because he's got the height and he's got the speed. Um, whether he's got Bobby skills, we'll 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 have to we'll have to find out. But yeah. Um, I was just saying there before we finish with that with that little bit there is that Liverpool have beaten Manchester United 7-0. It was um, a wonderful, wonderful afternoon watching that, both from home and in uh, your and Paddy's case from Anfield. And let's hope that it's going to be a really strong uh, finish to the season. Up the Reds. You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Lyon. The best word I can say when I describe this was boom. <laughs> <laughs>